right, testing one, two, three, we're ready. Um, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the What We Really Think podcast, episode number seven. Um, yeah, we're back for another one. How, how are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Um, we're back with another one. We're going to get right back into it, as we always do. Did you see the Nipsey Hussle funeral? Um, I didn't see it, but I've seen kind of things on Instagram posted about it. Did you see it? Yeah, it was sad. Mm. They let they let him um, they laid him to rest, as they say. Like, and they, obviously, everyone had, everyone had their speeches, and it was real. Pretty, it was just I think it was like a nice just to give it like a, a mention. Like, even at the funeral, his family wore white. Like they took it as a celebration of his life, as opposed mm. to. Which I suppose death is, but it's a difficult concept to come around to yeah. as well. Um, so typically people wear black, you know. But it was nice to see them wear white and they were there to celebrate his life. And they were, they remembered all the good things. Because he did do a lot good, so... There goes my pen. But yeah, yeah, so it was nice to see that they celebrated his life and that he yeah. got a good send-off. And ever since he died, I think... I think a lot, you know, he's... Um, people have come, what he was doing has become a lot more aware, which mm. I think is the nice thing, he's going to find the silver yeah, lining. Yeah, for sure, because I mean, like, even, as I said before, he wasn't really super on my radar, but then when he died, I've looked a lot more into well, what he's done, so I yeah, think like, that's a lot of people's experience, so even, yeah, like, some good, in a way, comes from it. Yeah, I think so. But, um, but yeah, I wanted to give that a quick mention, but... Uh, Moving on to really the first topic today. Yeah. I'll let you lead. I don't um, like to. So I was kind of scot- scrolling through Instagram and I saw that Kim Kardashian is um, going to train to be a lawyer. So apparently she started a four year apprenticeship with a law firm in America and then she's going to take her bar exams in 2022. Yeah, as far as I was on. Yeah, um, and then she'll be able to practice law. Uh, and at first, I was like, I didn't know if it was real or not, but I think the BBC have written an article on it, so it seems pretty legit. Um, and I don't know, like, I just thought that was really interesting. It's something that maybe we don't expect her to do, and even though she's done stuff with prison reform, in a way, like you know, she's helped get um, what Alice Marie Johnson is her name. Yeah, um, out do you know about that case? Yeah, well, I know that she was like a first-time offender on non- non-violent drug charges, and then she got put away for like she'd served like twenty years or something, or had. Or was sentenced because I think she's only like twenty or eighteen or something. I don't know. No, she's a grandmother. The one you're thinking of, I think, is Cynthia Brown. Oh maybe I don't know their names. Um, I know there's yeah. Yeah, and she had a discussion with Donald Trump about freeing her and then she she's obviously interested in bringing more prison reform like into practice um and also i think she's starting this law apprenticeship because she said like when she was in that room having the meeting with donald trump and lawyers and everything and judges she was like these are really important powerful people who have done this this and this and she could say what she wanted from a humanity perspective like say that it was unfair but she didn't like she needed to know more basically okay um so that's why she's doing it um which i think like is admirable no matter what you think of her obviously uh, you know because it's sacrifice to do a law degree basically isn't it well so her dad was a lawyer yeah obviously so she's it's in the history 
Rich, do you know what I mean? So it's not too far fetched. I don't know. If no, I, think, I don't think no, it's far fetched. Like, yeah. even I think it's far fetched in terms of their persona, but in terms of their historical family tree, yeah. I don't think it's um, far fetched. Um, I think it's. I like uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit might be an unpopular opinion, um, at least to say. It's actually, I like the I like the Kardashians. Like, not in a way. I don't really watch the Keeping Up with the Kardashians and all that shit. But um, I like their realistically. They're just a brand. Yeah. Um, and I think they're just they their brand makes I think just to keep it up with a Kardashian thing thing like brand TV show I think it makes like three hundred to four million four hundred million pound a year like that's a we're talking big numbers from big brands there's not many big brands that make that type of money um, so in all honesty I, I kind of I like them I don't really I get why people tarnish them I think they have negatives but I don't hate them no and they, everyone always brings up the sex tape and shit like that yeah. but like there's so many counters to that as well because how many people have got a sex tape but haven't made a 400 million pound brand from it yeah and not even from it if you actually look oh, well there's two sides you can look at it from that like launched her into the public eye a little, yeah more yeah because she was uh, before that she was a uh, girlfriend of um, of Ray J but there's two sides to that because it, it, he put that out as in theory, revenge porn. Mm. So I think they wanted money for it. Uh, he what? wanted money for it. He goes, if you give me five okay. million, uh, we won't put it out. But I'm not sure if this was staged. This is as much as I know. Okay, yeah. So he, he goes, I'll give you five. Like, if you don't want it to go out, it got leaked or whatever happened, it got out. Whichever way. And um, obviously they made out as if they didn't want it to go out. But at the same time, they were selling it in blockbusters and like TV and like, you know, mm. uh, DVD and DVD. And uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Like, what those like blockbusters in those old stores? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was years ago. I don't know what it was called. Like, <laughs> like video rentals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all those shit. Anyway, so yeah, um, they were selling them at those, and the only way you could sell them legally is if both parties agreed right. to gaining. So you basically you needed you needed Kim Kardashian to sign for it to say they can sell it, and you needed Radio to sign they can sell it. So even though it was framed as they didn't want the sex tape to drop, mm. in actuality they might have wanted it to because it's great marketing. There's not there's no great marketing in porn really, yeah. like sex sales. So that's that. But um, other than that, I, I I just think they know what they're doing in terms of like brand and business. I just think they're entrepreneurs really. Mm. I think if they were, I think I think, they, I think if they were male, I think people would give them a lot more respect. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think because I they're so. female. And I think because um, they do, you know, and because of the sex tape and stuff like that, it's easy to slander. But I think if they were male, mm. um, yeah, I think they'd, they'd gain a lot more of maybe like respect, maybe, then, you know, they get a lot of slander at the moment. So, mm. and even, sorry, and just continue on the point, even with what they're doing with the families and shit, how each of them, Whatever they do in terms of business, they bring all their family in. I mean, whose dream isn't that? Yeah. To a degree. Um, and also, what they've done, which is real smart, which is going to come out in years to come, is that they've had all their kids at the same time. So the kids are going to grow up together, so they're going to have a generational... Do you think they planned that? Yeah, of course they did. Oh, that's going to They've all had kids at the same... All their kids at the same age. Yeah. They're all going to grow up at the same time. They're all going to be... So you're gonna to have to fit that they're gonna have. They, I would not be surprised. Show. I wouldn't be surprised if like they have this generational. They're very smart. Yeah. Wow. Well, they they're, they're, they're very smart. They're very smart. Um. So yeah, that's that. But um, what was the original point? She's doing for a lot. Yeah, she's going for a lot. Yeah. So yeah, go more to the point. 
I have a theory. Go on. Okay, so the theory is, or the word on the street is, if, if I will use that term, and I'm not sure how accurate it is, but I kind of want to leave it lingering in the air because I think mm -hmm. it'll be fun to look back on if, if it is accurate, even to any degree, that Kim Kardashian's uh, planning on running for president. I'm not sure if it's in 2020. I'm not sure if it's in 2024. Kanye's mentioned running for president. Right. So, you know, I'm not sure if, like, you know, it's one wheel and they're trying to test out who's the better. Maybe they'll run against each other. Is that possible? <laughs> I don't think, maybe, no. Can you imagine can't. Kanye having to slander his own wife to try and get the presidency? No, I, I can't see. I can't imagine that, actually. But I do think one of them is... I think I, think I don't like, think Kim Kardashian is. What I can I can see my reasons why I think she is. But where that comment came from and why people were like, oh, maybe she's going to run for president is a CNN interview where they said to her, are you going to run for the next presidency? Because she was talking about that. I think that was the time when she was kind of involved in prison reform and meeting with Donald Trump and everything. Um, and she was like, oh, never say never. Like, oh, you know, oh, I won't say no. So it's. Listen. I don't everything, think she I, was like announcing her no, 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 no. Listen, potential listen. to run. Everything that they did before this, and even with having the kids, all have it's not a coincidence that all the kids they were having kids at the same time, mm. and all the kids are the same age. Do I think these people are very strategic? Yes, big time. I don't, I Do just, I think she's going to run for president? Time will tell. In it, I might be wrong. Might, I not, feel like, but I, I can tell you why. No. <laughs> because I think they're building up. They're building up from now. Yeah. Yeah, so if you look at everything that, that Kim Kardashian's done, <clears throat> she's um, looking at uh, prison reform. She actually got one of, um, I don't know the actual names, but I know vaguely their, their stories. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, um, there was one young lady, I think, um, I'm not sure where she was from, but she ended up getting, I think, kidnapped, raped, or I'm not sure if it was human trafficking. Something happened along those lines, um, where something of that situation happened. And uh, what she ended up doing, she ended up killing the guy it was going to rape her. Yeah. I think this is Cynthia Brown. So she okay. she was a prostitute, but she was like 16. Yeah, so I mean, it she's, was... Um, shot somebody that she solicited, but... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, and the judge was like, oh, it's because you were trying to rob him. But she, she said it was in self-defence because he was trying to rape her. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I think she then got put away... For, to Put away... Got sentenced life or something yeah. along those lines. And I think, I think she's actually going to be... I'm not, I'm not sure if she's out already, but I do think she's coming out. I and do, I think yeah, I she don't. owes a lot of it to... Because basically, Kim Kardashian hired a lawyer team and they went to go and sort it all out that way. Mm. Um, so I think that's part of the strategy. Do I think it's a genuine and nice thing to do? Yes. Like, you can't yeah. you can't really tarnish someone for, for no, helping for someone else out. And, yeah. and, like, also I think what she, how she's doing good, it, it's sacrificing her own time, especially kind of with the four-year apprentice, that's a lot of hard work. So she's going to go into so law now. She's, like, serious about it. And that, so she's going to sit her bar exam in 2020. Mm. By 2024... No, 2022. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, because it's a four-year apprentice. Sorry, sorry. So, so by 2024... She could run for president. And Kanye's already put things out for 2024. And they're chilling with Trump a lot. Yeah. I don't think anybody would vote for Kanye, though. Well, no, who... people would vote for him, but, you know, he's, like... You, all right, no one ever thought Trump was going to win. I know, but like Nobody, I was saying the other day, though, don't no you think body ever thought Trump was going to win? I remember people saying, "Nah, he ain't going to do it. He's only there it's so like he makes Hillary look good." Disturbing trends, though. It's like, a if... no, but, no, but we had this conversation. I think we've had this conversation before. But when it comes to politics and everything today, 
especially in the social media, that we, everything's a popularity contest. Mm. Even when um, when Hillary and Donald Trump were competing, um, even the TV shows, that, the debates that was going on, it was like they're coming out like a rap battle. Yeah. It's, got, it's, it's like, who's more popular? Like Kim, Kanye? Fuck, who gives a shit? Let's all just do this shit. Like, but, you know, cool, whatever. Yeah. You never know um, what can happen. But I do think that is happening. Potentially. But if, if she did get her law degree and run for president, she'd be more qualified than Trump, technically. She I don't think he call, Trump's qualified at all, is he? I don't know. Does he have a uni degree? I don't know that, to be honest. But um, I think he was the least qualified... Maybe president. I'm not. I like, don't quote me on that, but I do know there's some sort of. I mean, he's a businessman, I guess. And... Yeah. But wasn't in politics or anything. No, it wasn't in politics. No, yeah. it was in real estate, really. So I'd say that's not really qualified. Oh. Listen, I don't really keep up with politics. I kind of only my. I only know really my theories on Kim Kardashian. No, but like, so I think I think that's gonna happen. I think that could potentially happen. I think um, I think I just think they're very I think they're very good at marketing, and I think they're just a great business band. That's brand. kind of what um, a political campaign is, isn't it? It's like marketing yourself in the best way possible in your policies. So maybe they could have a really successful campaign. Oh, don't know. It'd be fun to look back on. Yeah, if this is I wrong, mean, we won't look back. If, they, if it's they're right. actually going to do it, they need to somehow like spin Kanye's issues into a positive thing. Like, with his supporting Donald Trump and, like, his mental health episodes and stuff like that. What do you think at that moment is a negative? Yeah. Because if, if you have people in power, you don't want somebody who has to work on their mental health. You want somebody healthy. Yeah. I'm just thinking of who they've got in power at the moment anyway. Yeah, so they'll pretty much vote for anyone. Yeah, well, you never know. But anyway, that's kind of our theory on that. But um, but yeah, I suppose. Moving on. Um, how else was your week? What else did you get up to this week? Um, I've been. What else is new? Where's my? Yeah, uh, well, Khalid's new album. Okay. Uh, were you looking for your phone? Yeah, and I realised it's there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I, yeah, go on. I'll let you go on. Yeah, so Khalid released the new album, his second one, uh, called Free Spirit, and I've been listening to that. I've been really enjoying it. Um. His last one, I think, came out a couple years ago. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was kind of like really bouncy and happy kind of pop, I guess. Um, this one seems a little bit more like, I guess the vibe is more mellow and it seems like a little bit more self-reflective. And I know he said about the album, like when he was 17, when he started writing the last one, he felt like he knew everything or like had life figured out. And now I think he's 21 and he's like, oh, I don't have anything figured out at all. And that reflects in the album. And okay. I think that's kind of true. Like, it's a lot more self-reflective. Um, so I'm actually really enjoying it. Like, I think it's always nice to see an artist change, but like still keep, like you can still recognise it as his music, but it's, yeah, it's like evolving, which I really like. But I know you haven't even listened to it. No, so I, haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. Do I have anything to say about it? I mean, <laughs> I don't think so, considering you haven't heard it. Yeah, no, like, so I've, I've, you know when you see someone from afar, yeah. I haven't really got into his music, like, that on a personal level. Have but... you heard, like, he's done a song with Namani? Who? Namani from Fifth Harmony. 
No. Sorry, I really <laughs> want to like join in. I'm really. <laughs> you not listen to the radio? <laughs> no, no, you listen to the radio. Yeah, while you're driving. Nah, I don't like radio. Hmm. Why do you listen to the radio? Let's actually have a cause. Um, I don't like radio. I don't know. I'm short. I keep getting paranoid. I don't like my boyfriend listens to the radio when he's driving, so therefore if I'm in the car with him, I'm listening to the radio as well. Like I don't hate never, it. I've never liked the radio. I think uh, there's some songs like I think it's nice to like discover new stuff, and sometimes I can do that on the radio. But I don't really listen to it at home, I guess, or whatever. No, but the, like even when the reason I don't like the radio because sometimes a lot of people ask, like, oh, I've had the conversation with different degrees before people are like oh I listen to this in the morning I listen to that on the way back I listen to this like mm-hmm. some of the radio stations fuck the radio they got my nerves they talk too much too many adverts it's the same shit going on and on they just kind of want to set, do what sells they always have a boring story to give you as well I was in Marks and Spencer the other day and one of my fans come up to me and it was crazy because one of the other person thought I was someone else like they've always got some like shit story mm-hmm. to tell you but and you just want another like, song interviews. No, I, 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 you know some good stuff about it. It's yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, you're making me feel well old. Oh, so, oh I do say that. <laughs> like I listen to the radio because I'm a ninety-year-old. No, no, it's, it's just I, I just no, I don't listen to the radio at all. But um, but no, like for example, they've got a Drake interview coming out I think tomorrow, so I'll listen to that. Yeah. But I, I'll watch that and listen to that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm not the radio. But I think a lot of them do, like his Breakfast Club is technically a radio. Yeah, but I wouldn't listen to all. Yeah, no, it is. But they also go on YouTube, so I guess like radio's evolving in a way. It's like the way everything's going though, like TV and radio and all like those traditional forms of media are shifting online into online platforms. Yeah, TV's dying. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Do you watch TV? Not really. I don't really care about TV. Like it even, I'll sometimes watch it, but. Usually there's nothing on, or I'm not interested. I prefer to watch stuff on like catch up or Netflix or yeah. like online stuff, YouTube. No, I don't watch TV at all. Mm. Yeah, I've really got like a really lack of respect for old things like that. I really do. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I just think they're old and just don't know what they're doing. Like, right, like, not. I'm told they do. You get some good stuff. Yeah, fuck a minute. Who gives a shit? Let's be honest. Fuck But yeah, nah. I don't, I don't listen to the news. They don't know Brexit. There you go. Oh, I but read about that today in the newspaper. Go on, John. Um, oh, what they've asked for like a six-month extension. And I'm probably the worst person. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I they know is going, they've um, asked no, for I, a six-month extension. But until October. Yeah, and like the the French president really didn't want to give us one. Um, that's all I know. Really, it's falling apart. <laughs> that's it. The that Brexit with the, with the Brexit thing, I think everyone needs to stop panicking. I don't know if people are panicking. I think people are just sick of it. Like we just oh, want to move into the next phase. I suppose that's true. That's the like feeling three I years. get. Yeah, like people are like, okay, well, how are we going to move forward? Like at the moment, we're in a weird limbo. Uh, and I guess for businesses as well, if you own your own business, it's difficult to plan for the future if you don't know what's happening politically in your country. They need to make a decision. Yeah, so I can see why people are annoyed. I don't, I don't know. I don't get the sense people are panicking as much anymore. I do. Because people are just like, of what I hear anyway, people are just like, um, they should 
it's called an open door when they when you can go mm. and leave the you can go leave you can leave <laughs> the EU anymore. and then you but there's an open door if you want to come back. Okay, well that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I just think like stuff like that is like no, you made a decision. The whole point of like us joining or like the European Union for every country that's in it is once you join it, if you want to leave, you cannot come back. Like that's part of the treaty or whatever. So I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know about that either, to be honest. But who pol- knows? All the politicians are just... Uh, they're know. the ones panicking. Yeah. Or <laughs> sweating or... Well, they're the ones that are not panicking because it doesn't really affect them that much. What, politicians? Yeah. I think it does. No, because it'll have a bit more... Theresa May could lose her job over it. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying, it'll have a bit more effect on the poor people. The poor yeah, people of course. Just, like, that's what I'm saying. But, but that's always what happens. Like, yeah. the poor people always get it to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So if you're poor... Poor oof. or a minority, then... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So... <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean when I said that. Because the rest yeah. of them can, like... I'm sure David Cameron isn't homeless. Yeah, true. This is what I'm saying. That's so, a good yeah. point, actually. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, what was I going to say? I started a new book. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're going to start a book club here. Yeah. I feel like that's... <laughs> we should Wait, have actually, a t- tell me, tell me about how your... Oh, how, right, my yeah. power of positive thinking. Um, yeah. I'm not halfway through now. Okay. Um, what chapter? What chapter am I on? I've just started one about, about the lady who sells vacuums. <laughs> Can you remember? Yeah, I think like so. Like chapter six or seven or something. Or is that later on? I don't, yeah. I don't know, but I'm She's, at the lady okay. who sells vacuums. Um, <laughs> what, what, did she, what did she do? Like, uh, oh, it's about having a positive attitude. So, okay. and like, they're actually a thing I really like, and I even bookmarked the page because I really like this bit about it. Um, it was like, instead of preparing for the worst or thinking the worst is going to happen, like, just think the best is going to happen and expect the best, which was really like... I know it sounds simple, but almost like a new thought to me because my motto has always been like, expect the worst. No, prepare for the worst and expect the best. And I think, oh no, or hope for the best. But I think just saying like, don't dwell on the worst at all. Like just kind of think the best is coming is like quite a a good way to get things done and just like make up your mind to do something positive. So I really like that bit. And I think that's definitely something I'm going to try and like incorporate. Because I've got, like, exams coming up in, like, a week, actually, when I go back to uni. When um, did you go back? Um, on the 20th, 21st. Oh, uh, what were you? 10 days. Yeah, basically. Yeah, 10 days. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to do well in these exams because I don't feel like I've put enough work in and, like, I've had issues that stop me, like, doing my best. But now I'm like, I'm going to get a 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's the positive thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so if I uh, do positive thinking and no work, it'll work, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've, tr- I've, just, I've tried and got my own as well. It didn't work. But, um, okay. So that's like the chapter six you said. Yeah, but I'm still enjoying it, like finding good things. But yeah, I've bookmarked like a couple of pages where there's like a paragraph I'm like, yeah, I really like it. Honestly, it's really good. I've... So yeah. I enjoy it. Still going well. But the book that I've got, um, there's an interesting debate in it. Mm-hmm. So it's called the it's called the Rational Male. Mm-hmm. It was what it's called. It was recommended by um, by someone that's just called I don't know him, but just like someone online called Elliot Hustle, just as a point of reference for anyone that's interested. Um, 
the book, like, not to sound too, like, um, I, be, I believe the, the, right, so for example, the, the conversation that came up in for him to bring up the book mm-hmm. as a suggestion was it all just like, um, I think about manhood, essentially, I think it was all talking about, and I think that's what the book's predicated on, that type of thinking, um, and in a modern society, but I think take, I've only, I'm like, I think, not one chapter. The way the way the chapters are laid out a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few chapters, but many sub chapters. Okay. So it's one of those type of books. So it's still the first chapter, but there's a few sub chapters throughout it. And the first one, it's quite interesting debate in it because um, he was talking about relationships essentially, and he was talking about um, there's no concept of like the one, mm-hmm. and there's only and the concept that he put in there was there's no one. Right. So there's no one. Yeah. But obviously it sounds like no one. You've got no one. So he the, the point which I think I think an interesting insight because I think he said it's a myth to come to the idea that there's one perfect soulmate out there for for every one body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like almost a mythological idea that we hold mm-hmm. still. It's all like a romanticized idea. Yeah, it is and it's it's sold through music and it's sold through it's, it sounds very great. And yeah. it's sound and it's very might be good in like films and it might be good in like things like that. But it goes in actuality, there isn't any of that. And it, it like the re- the parts I like about reading is that it gives you just a different perspective. Perspective, whether you agree with it or not, is yeah. down to the person reading it. But which I don't actually think matters. I don't think it matters. I think if you don't actually gain understanding of what he's trying to say, you can decide whether you agree with it or not. Mm. Um, and I guess as well, it's like um, assessing whether that concept is useful for you or not. Because yeah. for some people, if you've been single for a long time and you really want to get into a relationship, then maybe you saying there's somebody out there for me makes you feel better. I think it, it brings you down to a realism kind of state. Mm. Because... What, thinking there is not a one for you? No, I think sometimes, I think even in our own minds and even in our own lives, we romanticise a lot. Yeah. So like, for example, if you're struggling to maybe find like a unit that we just take that example, maybe something that I'm struggling with myself, whatever, cool. But like sometimes you kind of get the impression that ah, oh, whatever it is, it will kind of figure it's like, and I, th- I th- it's it's a weird, it's a weird like polar opposites because I do believe some th- what is meant to happen will happen. Mm. I believe that, and some things are just meant to be meant to are meant to be. But on the other side of that, you've got um, things don't happen for a reason, yeah. or things happen for a reason, but it's not always for the best reason. Yeah. And I think it's important to be in the middle of all that, where you've got both yeah, sides. But so like, for example, if you're maybe out there and you're like weighing up relationships and you're like, oh, then the perfect boy will just find me or it's, it's this one particular person. It has to be this one because we're destined to be together. Mm. They've got the, the realism side of it was not really in terms of relationships. There's a couple because a couple of good people out there. There's a couple of bad people out there and you've got to do the best of luck to try and figure out who's who. Mm. And that was kind of his, which I think was real and was kind of, it was a little bit refreshing to read a little bit because... Which is truthful, mm. it, and then but then you've also got the other side of that, which I think. I do think you attract certain people. I do think that you end up with someone you actually deserve. Yeah, I want to say this word deserve because the. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, there's, there's parallels. I don't know if I think like oh, there's one soulmate for you that you're gonna find no matter what, but I do think like sometimes you click with somebody like this can be a friend or like a romantic partner but you click with someone like straight away and it's almost like i think your en- energies I th- are just supposed to i think that's real click. and i yeah I think and so that's like 
that's not completely realism. It's like, because it's something you can't really explain. I, I don't know why I click with somebody straight away. Yeah, I, th- I believe in like all, um, um, like, I believe you can sense energy and, and stuff yeah. and shit like that. It's yeah. like a, a spiritual connection, but not really. I think it, that's just like I think a good it's, way I think it's more it. just intuition. That's what I kind of put it down yeah, to. I think okay. you can tell, like, you can tell when someone's talking shit. Yeah. You can tell when someone's lying. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're like in the presence and you kind but of... it's like heightened intuition. Yeah. 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 So you, I think there's there's that. And then when, I think when you meet someone, you just click. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to a degree. Yeah. Like, and like maybe whatever. that can be a soulmate, like... Idea. Idea, yeah. Yeah. But so it, I'm not saying like I'm 100% for the idea, but that's, I think, I'm kind of in the middle-ish. Yeah. Because um, nothing, like, I don't feel like every interaction with people can be just like clicked away with like a really realistic attitude by realistic i mean like nuts and bolts i guess like it's just oh it's all just chance or whatever what do you mean what do you like, mean? like because um how you said that like there's not a perfect one or whatever yeah um and like oh there could be some good some bad but then I'm saying, like, I kind of agree with that, but I do think that some people, it's almost like you're magnetised to them, yeah. whether that be friendship or relationship. Okay, no, so I, it, I can, it I can operates, agree. like, slightly above that realm. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he was just... And um, he, he that's kind of what that first subchapter was about. Mm-hmm. And it was saying how um, some... The reason why a lot of people go back to abusive relationships was because... Um, that person may believe that that's the one they're meant to be with mm. because they're so, um, they almost idolize, idolize that person almost mm. so much. And I think that speaks to live of the R. Kelly type of stuff as well. Yeah. That's, they just believe he's, they're the one to change R. Kelly. You know how many times he punches me in the face? I'm going to stay here because I'm, do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, and and that, so there was you. also that yeah. attached to it when it was like, that's why people run back to abusive boyfriends and girlfriends. And that's why they waste their lives doing shit like that. So it's kind of it was yeah. interesting to just gain a different level, different understanding, whether it be um, you really or not, if you know what I mean. But go on, you were gonna say something. Um, what were you saying? Oh yeah, about like why people run back to kind of a abusive relationships or like things that aren't good for them. I think that's what and to a perfect marriage of that is that's why I get like with the terms like Brexit. And I know this is almost a bit of a weird angle, but when when there's uncertainty, this is why I like when people sit with uncertainty and they're scared, they don't know what's going to happen, and like we should leave the door open in case you want to go back. I think that type of mentality people take into the relationships with them as well. I just think you've got to find out. You guys made the decision. We've made the decision as a collective to leave. Cool. So let's stick to it and let's go figure out another way. Like you shouldn't always have to be running back. Yeah. I don't feel that stable or strong mentality. So when people say that to me, I think they're just scared and don't really know what they're doing or talking about really. Yeah. Or they might have a point, they might have points to go back because I believe X, Y, and Z. But like it's almost I think it's important to be strong on whatever side you pick. Mm. So yeah, but that was just almost because it was that's yeah, that's just kind of how I felt with the Brexit thing. It's, it's very matching with how people run back in relationships, mm. which I think happen quite a bit. Yeah, sorry, you were saying. Um, I can't <laughs> like, what saying. to put it back to a relationship standpoint, just like how we were talking about it, was like, um, I feel like almost the idea of you show your love by how much shit you're willing to put up with from the other person is around at the moment, like with people our age. 
Because you see on Instagram, you see it like my friends are like, oh, he treats me like shit, but, and you know, like when... Who says that, really? Yeah, like girls are like, oh, he treats me like shit, or he does this or that, but I love him, so I stay around, like, they're they're not happy, but they think because they're unhappy and they still say that proves that they're loyal. Where in reality you just like I don't believe that. Look, I'm gonna. I don't believe it. No, 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 I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something that's a little bit weird. I think, I believe in loyalty. Yeah. But I believe there's something which is called over loyalty. Hmm. I think there's. Yeah, because you're not a dog. Like you're not gonna just love somebody when they kick you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of that, and I think that's easy to fall into, especially so. Even when you're in a relationship, and it sometimes might go left. When you care about, I suppose this is maybe when you so if you when the relationship goes left and you're maybe over, you care about that person so much that you then become. I don't say there's the word doormat, but you become you allow a lot because you. Yeah. It happens with mums and dad, mums and uh, or dad or parents with their children as well. Um, when they let their child like run the whole. Like get away with stuff. Yeah, yeah, when they in theory because they shouldn't. Mm. But I think a lot of that. Um, comes into it. I think that's but like in terms of like relationship, I think there's overloyalty where I think one partner or one party, even in friends, would do more for the other. Yeah. And do it through that they'd actually they actually get damaged by doing it. I think there's overloyalty as well. Yeah. I, I think maybe I think, that that comes... I think that, like for that particular case we talked about with your friends there, mm-hmm. I think there's I don't think that's healthy. No. And I think we get we I think we idolise loyalty like a lot. Respect yourself enough, almost, or like have. There's nothing wrong you, with loyalty, you but you've got to actually you deserve better. Loyalty in the right places at the right times. Yeah. It's a it's a bit of a weird one to understand. And I hope it comes across in the right way, but I do it, think there is. In a way, I guess it's putting yourself first. Yeah. Like with loyalty, like first and foremost, you should be loyal to yourself and then somebody else. So if if you're loyalty to something else or someone else. There's different degrees to it as well. Then you have to reassess. There's different because there's different type of relationships. So you could be loyal, um, like in a work environment, you could be loyal to to yourself or whatever, loyal to the company. But like maybe in a sibling relationship, it might be more. There's times you've got to be more. You've got to put the other person first. Yeah. There's different types, but I I think that's a that's a I think that's an interesting concept. I don't think um I think I think I've suffered with it before. I think I've, I've been overlawed to people that, I've never, that haven't been loyal, as loyal to me as I've been to them. Mm. So do you know what I mean? I'm saying from experience as well as what I actually think happens. Um, but yes, it's a give, it's a give and take thing. But I do think that happens mm. as well, which was um, which was interesting, to be fair. And I guess this is what I meant as well by the the whole like like romanticized idea of that there's soulmates or like that one person out there that like keep the idea if it's useful to you but then if it stops being useful and starts damaging you like oh you're gonna be over loyal because you think oh this is the one whether but it's actually damaging damaging you then you need to reassess your ideas because it's no longer helpful so i don't think like with stuff like that i can't really say like there is a, a a right or a wrong kind of perspective to it it's like whatever serves you best at that time Whoever served you best at that time in terms yeah. of like there's not really a definite truth. There's not there definitely is soulmates, there definitely isn't soulmates, like you can't say. Yeah, how to really but know. I, I I don't I don't really ever think it's important to be able to say. No, I don't. I'm but saying I think, like yeah, I think, yeah, I think if it serves you, then Yeah, I think I think with all of this shit, I think it's um 
I think it's important to have at least the understanding of that consciousness there. Because mm. if you have, if you, so if you heard what we just said and you understand it, or if you read, not if you read a book and you understand a particular principle, mm-hmm. um, and to take, you know, the soulmate one, you, you're more than likely going to see in your day-to-day life points where people go back to, go back to abusive relationships. And then you can, you're there and you can actually see a visual representation of what that book was suggesting. I think it it, it gives you layers mm. of understanding what's actually happening and why certain things happen. I think it gives you layers, depth. And you're able to distinguish a little bit better. Yeah. Who's right for you and who's not. I think I think that's what that's what it does for me anyway. I think even because even, even with the po- look, sorry, um yeah. even with, with the positive uh, attitude thing, expect the best. Yeah. If you actually study great people and you're gonna you might come across someone that you that's really well and it's because they expect the best mm. and you're you're fight you're you know they might well they might you might realize that because they said it or you might see it in them then you'll relate it back to the book i think it, that's what the reading does for me and it gives you just mm. layers and depth to it yeah, yeah. Go on. You um i was, what was gonna say you keep making me sorry 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 i was like if you can if you can look at a viewpoint that's even if you don't agree with it, but if you can try and put yourself in that viewpoint, then even if you agree with it or not, it's gonna strengthen your own viewpoint. Because if you don't agree with it, but you can be open-minded, then you can accept or analyze the points and not get defensive. And so it can actually like strengthen what you think anyway. So I think it's, it's always useful. Yeah, I think so as well. But um, it was a good book. It's- I'm going reading through it now as well. Mm. Um, How far are you through it? I think less than 20 pages at the moment, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think so. Is it like a recent book or was it a long time ago? Oh, I don't know. <coughs> I don't actually know. Mm. Um, I think the guy who started it, I think um, he did a blo- He started a blog in like 20, 2001, and I think 10 years later wrote a book. So it wasn't 2000, maybe 2011, maybe. I don't know. But, um, but yeah. And then I think the the next part of it was like uh you can't you can't make someone want yeah you can't like force genuine desire or something like that mm. um and but yeah and like but to to, to carry on to it if we we're gonna go down this road um when you first like start a relationship like six first maybe six months four months whatever a year might be that it was called to you know honey. Uh, honeymoon period because you can't force genuine desire or something like that so um you have that first honeymoon stage and then after that sometimes it burns out mm-hmm. and that's um and for, and people don't really know why sometimes and um he was basically saying because you kind of you you've almost been satisfied for that and then from there you kind of go and you you got to see what, you can't make someone so that person you then kind of figure out the relationship on a deeper level from that point and you can't make someone want you like for example even a prostitute you can you for a prostitute might fuck you for an exchange but you can't make you can't make the prostitute want to fuck you mm. so it was kind of yeah that's that's, that's the theory <laughs> yeah. in the book, isn't it? whatever okay. but that's kind of like the, the, the kind of thinking behind it i suppose which um yeah that's true yeah i guess yeah so you can't make them do something that they don't want to do, basically. Yeah. But um, but yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Anything, <laughs> anything else? No. Uh, 
<laughs> How far are we in? We're 40. That's alright. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I think so. Um, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else to say. <laughs> Alright, that's cool. I think um I think it's a short episode today. Yeah. I know it's a short episode today, but um but yeah, so I'm gonna say thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um and yeah, thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll be back next week for is next week Easter. Friday is a bank holiday, isn't it? The yeah. Friday and the Monday. Yeah. I can probably still well, well I don't know, Thursday or Friday I can probably still do. Cool, so I think we'll be back next week. Yeah, we can do next week. We can talk about Easter. Well, no, let's not talk about Easter. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll all right, talk th- about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys in the next episode soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was all right. Yeah. What, like 40 minutes? Oh, it's not. Uh, was it pod seven? Yeah.